Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin coming to you live from L.A. This is the Inside Connection, and we are talking about astrology here, and I'm here with my co-host, Christina Martin. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me every single week. I have so much fun with you every single week. Isn't it good? Yeah. yeah, I love astrology. Last night I did a talk at Learn It Live, and um, it was a talk about Venus and love for Valentine's Day week, and it actually went really well. It was very beautiful, well-received. I was happy to do that for anybody who wants to pick up a little information about um, astrology and what it says about love. You can find that on the Learn It Live platform, just putting in Learn It Live and Craig Martin, and you'll see all of my uh, workshops and lectures there. They're very inexpensive and very reasonable for the information that I prepare and deliver. Awesome. It's, I, I, I'm happy that they have it recorded for you, too. You're imprinted now on the Internet. So we can Archived. watch it whenever we want. Yes. Ar- yeah, right. those archival... Um, Uh, recordings are excellent. So it's video and audio and um, you get to get a full uh, lecture. So that's really nice. And it was actually really good. I talked about how um, you have to understand yourself and you really have to understand, let's say, your Venus energy Mm -hmm. to really be able to know what it is that you need to attract. Mm. So by understanding your Venus energy a lot, then you can have an understanding of what it is that you want to bring into your life, right? So if you have, say, Venus in Cancer, mm-hmm. um, then then you're you're going to need to know that you're a nurturer and that you're you need to take care of, and you want to create a domestic environment, right? So let's say that you're a Gemini though with Venus in Cancer. That's somebody that we know and love. And, um, and so you would normally read about Gemini and you would say um, Geminis are kind of um, independent and they don't really need to have any kind of people. They don't need to have people to possess or they're not possessive, right? Mm. They're, not, they're not particularly controlling as signs mm. go. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you if you find out that your Venus is in Cancer and that you might need to have someone to caretake or take care of or someone that's more domestic, those are not Gemini things. So you might not realize or you might not be attracting into your life by saying like, oh, I need to have somebody who's reliable in that domestic way. Otherwise, I'm going to worry or I'm going to become moody. Those are the shadow sides of Venus and Cancer. Anyway, that was sort of the gist of the of the show, and I went through all 12 signs, and um, it's on Learn It Live if you want to find out more. Um, learn your Venus sign. I also said that I would follow up in March by doing the um, by doing Mars. Oh, fun! Oh, so, that's so um, fascinating. Yes, one of the one of the people over there was uh, one one of the. 
uh, administrators at the at their at their learning platform and she was mm-hmm. in the class and um she made some comments and it really stimulated me to say like oh that's perfect i'm going to do um mars and and motivation right uh, motivation uh. motivation drive and enthusiasm and mars in your chart as opposed to love and venus in your chart so mm-hmm. next month i have that to look forward to and um, that was actually really nice. I love I love their platform, and they're really nice people over there. So that's been great. We're going to do a show tonight, though, about Pisces because mm-hmm. the, the sun, the sun, mm-hmm. our glorious, glorious sun, beautiful uh, thing that it is, is going to be moving in front of Pisces. And um, I read a funny statistic this morning, Christina. You're going to laugh. Oh yes, yes. What did you see it? One no. in four Americans, one in four Americans believe that the sun goes around the earth. <gasps> what? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I showed what that to my four? son, my nine-year-old son. I showed that to him <laughs> and he was like, wow. I said, yeah, this is what you have to know that you're up against. So um, one in four Americans (laughs) believe that the sun goes around the earth. Um, The earth goes around the sun. All of the planets go around the sun. The sun is the huge gravitational force in the center of the solar system that's holding Pluto in place. Even Pluto, right? (laughs) Pluto takes like 15 years to get there. And Pluto is still held in orbit around the sun by the sun. By the that's sun. You how, heard it here first, right? That's how, <laughs> that's how strong the gravitational pull of the sun is, right? Uh-huh. We just had a couple of years ago a probe. I think it was Voyager 1, which was launched in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it finally went into interstellar space. <gasps> Very interesting, right? In the seventh, been traveling, it been traveling from the Earth at however many, you know, um, the speed it was going, quite a few tens of thousands of miles per hour, uh-huh. and um, fifty years later, it <gasps> finally went into interstellar space, the first Earth-made object that ever had gone that far. And <sighs> what is interstellar space? Interstellar space is the space between solar systems where oh. the gravity of a particular star is undetectable. Mm. And that distance is so much farther than Pluto. We have to go to like Pluto. And then when you go another entire distance from Pluto, you get to like Sedna and um, Make Make and, and, um, and Eris and all these outer planets that are so far away that their orbits around the sun are 500 years or more. And even those are held in orbit around the gravity of the sun. And then the Oort cloud, which has the comets and pieces of ice debris, and all of that is held in orbit around the sun by the, ga- by the gravitational pull of the sun. And then you go another however many, you know, miles. Yeah. Um, and you finally break through the magnetosphere of the sun and you go into what's called interstellar space, which is huge, right? Interstellar space is huge, right? Because then it's light years between solar systems. And um, 
uh, all of that is held in, in orbit around the sun, including the Earth. Um, and then, of course, the closer that you get into um, the sun, the closer you get to the sun, the faster that something has to go around the sun in order to be ah. able to stay in orbit around it. So mm. everything is in orbit around the sun at the distance from the sun based on how fast it's going. That's why it takes the earth one year to go around the mm. sun, but it takes Mercury only 88 earth days Mm-hmm. because it's so much closer to the sun that to stay in orbit, it has to go fast, right? Otherwise, mm. it would get drawn into the sun. Mm. So there's a little astronomy lesson. Um, anyway, the it. sun, right? The sun is going into Pisces because as the earth is going around the sun, right? From the earth, from the sun's point of view, the mm. earth is in Virgo. Oh, right? yes. From the sun's point of view, the earth is actually in Virgo. But from the earth's point of view, the sun is in front of Pisces. Starting tonight at about 2 o'clock in the morning, Los Angeles time, 5 a.m. in the morning um, in on the East Coast. So roughly around there. So if you're celebrating the coming spring, uh, Pisces is the last sign of winter. And it's that transitional zone of late February and March when it's more mud than snow, which I'm sure that most of the country is going to be happy to hear um, mm-hmm. because they've been socked with ice and snow and freezing ice. rain. And, temperatures, you know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyway, spring is right around the corner because Pisces heralds in the coming of the spring. It's the transitional mm-hmm. zone between winter and spring. And um, that's what we have going on meteorologically and in the science division of the Inside <laughs> Connection. Yes. <laughs> so fascinating. I love it. Every year, us in Virgo, the sun in Pisces. So Pisces is interesting. I was having this thought earlier because I was thinking about just this time of year and um, some of the celebrations we have around it. And, I, you know, today is um, – Ash Wednesday, right? Lent. We have Lent today. So um, I was thinking about how it's interesting that that kind of coincides with, you know, Pisces season or the, or the you know, month of the Pisces signs, uh, or the month of yeah. Pisces occurring and how that is all about kind of giving something up that you love or giving up um, being a little Sacrifice. selfless, maybe. Right. Right, which kind of coincides with with Pisces as a sign. Self-sacrificing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I hear that. I don't know if it always is occurring in Pisces. It's certainly not always occurring on the first day of Pisces because Mm -hmm. Easter, the actual day of Easter, is in a very pagan way (laughs) determined by the full moon of spring. Mm. So, right, so in uh, Judaism, Passover is always on the first full moon of spring. So whenever you go to like a Passover dinner, um, for those people who do, then always the full moon rises, right? Beautiful. So, right. There's a, there's a strong indication that the last supper for Jesus, the last supper was Passover, there's like strong oh. indications in the biblical story that it was a Passover dinner. And so that would mean that, right, that it happened th- that day and the following days that Jesus went through what he went through. And so the 
Christian religion has adopted the notion that Easter is always on the first Sunday after the first full moon of spring. All mm. of that comes, though, from pagan traditions, old pagan traditions, including the mm. fact that Passover happens on the, full, for the first full moon of spring. It's all right. about plant, it's all about planting, and after the first full moon of spring, we can expect that we won't get frosted and all these different kinds of farmers' almanac kind of things. Mm. But um, since that's not that does not coincide with the first day of Pisces. Easter right. can be in March. Easter can be in mid-April. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Easter happens to be the first weekend in April. And mm-hmm. since Lent is 40 days long, that would mean, yeah, if today is Lent, then it's 40 days away from Easter Sunday. But if Easter Sunday was like on April the 11th, if it was instead of being on, I think, April 4 or April 18, because it just yeah. has to be during Aries. Easter mm-hmm. is always during Aries, but it can be in March. It, ha- it, it, it has been. If the first full moon um, of spring happens on March the 23rd, then mm. Easter is in March for sure. Mm. So, and then of course, Lent would begin in Aquarius. Right. Oh, interesting. Right. Right. But yes, exactly. predominantly you're having the, the, the largest part of the Lent season, which is when people do review things that they need to give up or sacrifice, right. As a spiritual mm-hmm. practice of aligning with, um, making something sacred, right? That's where sacrifice mm-hmm. comes from. It's all good because this is very Pisces conversation. Um, mm-hmm. th- as far as Pisces, the the self-sacrificing, the selflessness of Pisces. So regardless of when it actually starts, the majority of um, that season is about um, self-reflection. And the opposite of, Pi- you know, in that in Pisces is addiction, Right, which is not, it's the mm-hmm. opposite. So the polar opposite in Pisces is not giving up anything, but becoming more detached from your reality or whatever your troubles and things like that. What we'd like to do to make a good um, Pisces season this year, mm-hmm. starting tonight, late tonight, during the night, um, is we'd like to make it about self-sacrifice and compassion and empathy and art. You know, we'd like to be able to make it about um, in what way can we perceive the emotional condition of others and embrace that rather than mm. escaping from it? Mm-hmm. I like that. That's nice. And we definitely need that, especially in our, you know, feelings of disconnect um, as of late in this past year. I think that that's really important, listening to each other and being a little bit more open and less, um, Involved with what we have going on, more um, selfless. Yeah, I I think that Pisces is a really nice sign. It's not easy for people to manage. I think that since it's the detriment of Mercury, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. Pisces mm-hmm. rules Virgo. I'm sorry, Mercury rules Virgo. Since Mercury mm-hmm. rules Virgo, and that's the opposite of Pisces, that means that Mercury doesn't work very well with Pisces. So. Mercury is the mind, and the reason is because Pisces is not particularly attached to the physical plane very well. It's not mm-hmm. like of all the signs, you couldn't say that Pisces is grounded. They're not so grounded, right? They, it's good if a Pisces person has some Earth in their chart. That helps them stay grounded. But if they don't, yes. 
right, then they're not, then they're not grounded. And I think that when you look broadly at, well, Pisces is not very good with Mercury. So then Pisces people have a difficult time with linear thinking, staying present, um, you know, not being flaky, basically. It's one reason why they're flaky is because their mind, even if they don't have Mercury in Pisces, just the Mm. way in which they operate is not connected. It's nonlinear. It's Mm. constantly absorbing psychic information from the environment, which is why Mm. they're self-sacrificing is they experience other people's pain Mm. and then they, you know, help. They're, they they're feel it and there. then they, yeah, right. They provide service. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Pisces people are incredible. Absolutely. I think too, um, I mean, just the sensitivity, just um, the amount, large amount of sensitivity and like psychic nature of Pisces people is something that I don't think is valued maybe enough in our culture. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to think. I had a thought. Sorry, it's gone now. I was just thinking about like waves crashing on the ocean and air against the beach, and how you know with rocks there, they're always there, but the waves and the tide and it's constantly changing and evolving and moving around, and it's kind of like Pisces is trying to control that, which really you can't, um, you can't do. So they're a hard. Yeah. They're, they can be a hard bunch too. Yeah, difficult too because they, you know, are isolating and escaping. They're not they're avoidance. That's a big, big thing about Pisces. I just was thinking about because we still have so many planets in Aquarius, right? And so I think mm-hmm. we did a show last week and the Sun and the Moon. It was a new Moon because it was Chinese New Year and Mercury and Venus and Jupiter and Saturn. Half the planets were in Aquarius, and I thought. Mm. Is there going to be any alignment in Pisces this year? Mm. Will there be any alignment in Pisces? And actually, there will be. Mercury, because it's going direct, right? We're still in a retrograde Mercury. Mercury is going direct on the 21st, I think, mm-hmm. um, or right around, right around in there. So it's retrograde for a couple of more days. When it goes direct in Aquarius, Pisces follows Aquarius. It's going to be moving quite slowly. So Venus is in Aquarius and will be going into Pisces pretty soon. It actually goes into Pisces in February, but Mercury is not going to go into Pisces until mid to late February. So there's actually only one week Hmm. where the sun will be still in Pisces and uh, Mercury will be in Pisces and Venus will be in Pisces and Neptune will be in Pisces. Hmm. Um, The other two planets that are in Aquarius, Jupiter and Saturn are not going to go into Pisces for a couple of years, a year or whatever. Yeah, a year or more, right. So, um, it, yeah, that sounds a little bit just like a wire, like it's not plugged in properly or tightly or something. Hmm. Anyway, that's um, – so – Pisces people wanted to, we wanted to talk about like our famous Pisces people, our famous Pisces friends and, you know, being able to take a look at their sensitivity. I think obviously one of the funniest is Einstein. (laughs) He's a famous (sighs) Pisces um, and he is, um, you know, an interesting character. (laughs) 
<laughs> born on the 14th of March. Um, he certainly was kind of crazy, right? He was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it was the Pisces energy that brought him into the realm of intellect that he was in, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it certainly mm-hmm. had something to do with it because he was able to really pierce through boundaries of um current thinking you know he was Structure, really outside thought, of, yeah really outside exactly. of really outside of structural current thinking in order to be able to come up with that and you know then when you look at pisces they're very dreamy very seductive in mm-hmm. a very dreamy and enticing kind of way mm-hmm. um i think there are a couple of celebrities that that are yeah um, i was gonna say too yeah like almost chameleon like i think of that as well with pisces like can kind of change and and put on some sort of uh costume or facade almost you imprint what you want your fantasy onto them so we have people like rihanna absolutely she's you know um, does multiple uh you know acting and singing and elizabeth taylor i mean just like so dreamy Pisces, so dreamy exactly those yeah. purple eyes drew barrymore even drew her, barrymore a sweetness yeah. to her, a dreaminess. Yeah, and also had, I think, her own bout with drug and alcohol problems, right? She was in yeah. rehab a couple of times. And that's unfortunately something that happens for Pisces because they, they can be overwhelmed by their emotional sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, who always comes across a little bit more like an Aries. I bet he has some Aries in his shirt. Yeah, yeah, Bruce that Willis. One I, was a little confusing to me. I'm just, I mean, very attractive person. Daniel Craig, another. So dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> so dreamy, right? Pisces eyes, for sure. Some of the, you know, really, like, stunning eyes of Hollywood. This man has, like, blue eyes that almost seem unreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else? Rachel Weiss, Sharon Stone. Sharon also. Stone, right? So famous. For just the one scene that she did, right? She's so <laughs> famous for this one scene, um, and yet it it's an iconic thing where she broke the mold, and mm-hmm. she is um, that sort of dreamy, seductive, inviting. Like, did it really happen or didn't? Right? Illusion, mm-hmm. an artist, an illusion artist, right? An illusion, illusion artist. Illusion artist. Yeah. Good for Deco- Pisces. Dakota Fanning, sweet little Dakota Fanning. Ellen Page, now yeah. Elliot Page, right? Yes. Also a chameleon, a little bit. Yeah. Taking on different personas or characters. Glenn Close. Yeah. Glenn Close. She's a really interesting actress, too, and I think she has some of that sort of mysterious, inviting Pisces also with really amazing eyes, very, very deep, look, you know, like in touch. <laughs> here's mm-hmm. here's a, a, a tragic Pisces, Liza, Liza Minnelli. Yeah, yeah. Even, too, like, um, I don't know too much. She had a little bit of issues with drugs, right? I know she didn't. She have like oh, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's complicated for her. She's the daughter of Judy Garland. It's like right. not, that's not an easy, easy thing to be. Yeah, Judy Garland was like a real Hollywood darling, 
and um, and Liza Minnelli is like you know Judy Garland and um, a sort of crazy Italian, <laughs> crazy Italian guy. So Liza <laughs> Minnelli has the you know both. She's like a darling, and she's also I'm sure very like um, passionate about who she is. Um, and Justin Bieber, who has a really interesting kind of life, right? I think that he has that sweetness. I think he has Scorpio rising too, so he wants to be a yeah. really like a bad boy. But he's still soft and gentle and has his own depressive nature and stuff. And, um, yeah, nothing, yes. bad to say, nothing bad to say about him. He, he wanted it. He wanted yes. fame. Yeah, he yes, really he did. did. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah. it too. Yeah, I always thought it was interesting that there's that story about when he got um, – married to I think it's Haley Baldwin and like a little a couple months after he was caught on camera like crying and being really upset in a restaurant and it was like catching him in his Piscean emotion like feeling just the feels this the right the heavy duty right that felt very yeah no and he's he's become more and more Scorpio because of that Scorpio rising and needing to not just be some sort of softy you know Uh like Pisces can be and I think a lot of Pisces men they toughen themselves up because they have to otherwise they would be generally like um you know called like cranny crying you know whiny babies um so they they try there's also other artists and writers, people that are whimsical. I mean, Dr. Seuss is a Pisces. Jack Kerouac, who who wrote On the Road, is a Pisces. And then also Steve Jobs was a Pisces. So there's a lot of real genius in the sign. Absolutely. Genius and dreamers. The ability to really, like, dream about, um, you know, the, the good or the, the possible. Um, yeah, I love it. I mean... Just, just memorize, mesmerizing some of these Pisces and the work that they do and the, the output that they put into the world. Yeah. The, um, the energy for, um, you know, all of us to be able to embrace as far as moving into the sign and we're in the sign for the next 30 days is a, a sort of meditative recollection now, especially because Mercury is going to go direct and it's not a coincidence. It's happening right here at the beginning of Pisces. You know, how do we recollect with our inner world reconnect, you know, how do we reconnect with their inner world, with our most sensitive needs, the places where we might feel really vulnerable without mm-hmm. having to like drink them away or smoke them away. You know, mm-hmm. what are what are the pains that we're perceiving in the world and, and how can we deal with them in a way other than escaping from them? I think that's mm. something that's important to know, important to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Having having some connection to something a little bit deeper, some something that's not outside of us. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Our art. What is your art? I like asking people that in my practice, you know, what is your art? What are, are you a photographer? Are you a writer? Are you a painter? Do you draw? Do you like poetry? Are you a poet? 
You know, mm. do you sculpt? Do you want to take a clay class? Do you like to dance? Mm. You know, what mm-hmm. what is it in you that expresses that deeper emotional place for you? And it's something that you should absolutely connect with and do because that's where you're experiencing your deepest connection with God, right? Outside of you um, is outside of you, but inside of you, there's a voice and a connection. And if you can experience it, um, you can smile a little bit more because you'll know that it's moving through you, but as, just as an energy, you know, as an energy, it's moving through you. The best, That's the Pisces. best feeling. I mean, Pisces is the last sign. It's the, it's the most evolved sign, right? It's the sign that knows that everything is connected and together and um, okay. And, you know, it's con- connecting back to that, I think, and feeling that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Being yeah, in water too. always helps too. Being in like baths again? or being in water always oh, helps. Oh, being in water. Think. Yeah. Being in water, getting a foot massage, very Pisces mm-hmm. things. You know, <laughs> reflexology <laughs> is all about Pisces, right? Can remember, well, just it's a side note for the for our listeners, right? But every sign rules a certain aspect of your body and Pisces rules the feet, and, uh, you know, they're, they do some of the most work for us and they're the most ignored. Um, mm. They carry us around. They carry us around and they, they, oh, they work and sacrifice for us. And yet they're the least recognized. And yet they, they carry our full weight on them all the time, all day long. Oh, my gosh. So, right. And so cycle. where are you? What part of you is carrying a heavy load and how can you go in there and lighten it up by exploring your art? That's a nice thing. So happy birthday, Pisces. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You've been listening to the Inside Connection. You can find out more about me and Christina at sageofstars.com or at sageofstars on Twitter and Instagram across, across all platforms. We hope you have a lovely week and we'll be here next week, Wednesdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. See you then. Have a wonderful, beautiful night, everyone. Bye-bye.